What's good, everybody? I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. Welcome to SB Nation's Sunday Late Night Wrap-Up, brought to you by DraftKings. This is the show where you'll find out exactly what happened in every game that was played on Sunday. But before we do, we want to remind you that DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sports app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you didn't see any of Sunday's action, I can sum it up for you like this. We know nothing about the NFL. We don't know who's good. We don't know who's bad. And we certainly don't know who is going to win any given game. And if you don't believe me, just listen. Let's begin in L.A. where the Rams were playing the Tennessee Titans, who, of course, were without their best player in Derrick Henry. Their leaky defense couldn't possibly keep MVP candidate Matthew Stafford in check, could they? Stafford to the gun on first and 10, takes the snap, back to pass, quick pass right side. That's intercepted by Byard. Down the near sideline, into the end zone. Touchdown, Titans. Kevin Byard with a pick six, and the Titans have extended the lead. 12-10 to go in the second quarter. It's now 13-3, Tennessee. Westwood won on the call. Tennessee's defense did rise to the challenge in this one, picking off Stafford on two consecutive possessions and sacking him five times. The Titans turned those picks into 14 points in just 11 seconds of game time in the second quarter and dominated the Rams 28-16. That makes five straight wins for Tennessee. On the flip side, the Rams' four-game winning streak, well, that's over. Stafford looked shaky as all get-out, and L.A. was flagged 12 times for 115 yards. That is the most in the Sean McVay era. One final note, shout out to Adrian Peterson. He ran for just 21 yards on 10 carries, but he did have a touchdown in the game, tying him with Walter Payton for the 11th most in NFL history. In Dallas, the Cowboys were riding high after getting a win without Dak Prescott last week against Minnesota, and now they should have no problem with the Broncos this week after they traded away Von Miller, right? Wrong. Denver sacked Prescott twice, allowed just 290 total yards, and absolutely whipped the Cowboys in their own home, 30-16. to And don't be deceived by the score. This thing was 30-zip to zip until Dak threw two touchdowns in the final five minutes. Those 290 total yards were a season low for the Cowboys. They had scored at least 35 points at home in eight straight games with Dak before Sunday. They also were wearing a red stripe on their helmets to honor the military. They may want to do that in a different fashion from now on. The last time they did was 1976, and they lost in the playoffs and the regular season that year. And obviously that streak is now at three straight games. In Jacksonville, it was the Josh Allen Bowl yesterday, and that only went in one direction. Third and 12 for Buffalo. They blitz again. He dropped the throw against the blitz. Scrabbles. Just got it off. It's picked off. The ball is picked off. An interception. Josh Allen dropped into coverage and intercepted it at the 30-yard line of the Buffalo Bills. And when Josh Allen decides to make that throw, it was a total bad decision. And Josh Allen throws an interception to Josh Allen. So we now have a sack (laughs) by both Josh Allen on Josh Allen. Now an interception thrown by Josh Allen to Josh Allen. Jaguars radio network on the call. Allen would go on to add a fumble recovery on the day as well, and the Jags did just enough to edge the Bills 9-6. Buffalo had three total turnovers on the day. Maybe they should blame Josh Allen for going on the Manning cast on Monday Night Football. Every single active player that has appeared on that show has lost their next game. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. 
Continuing right along on the things that should never have happened train, we arrive in New York where the 2-6 and six Giants rode two Xavier McKinney interceptions, including a pick six, to a 23-16 win over the Raiders. McKinney didn't even know if he was going to play in the game due to a positive COVID test on Wednesday, but luckily for him it was a false positive, which obviously was a huge positive for the Giants in this one. Yeah, I know that was low-hanging fruit, okay, but I'm taking it anyway. The loss was also the first for interim coach Rich Bisaccia, who has certainly had to overcome a lot of off-field issues this year. First, he got the job because of the John Gruden emails that got him to, quote, resign. And now, with the car accident of Henry Ruggs that resulted in the death of a woman and her dog, it is understandable that they would struggle after all of that. To Kansas City we go, where Aaron Rodgers could only watch as backup Jordan Love turned the Chiefs' defense into the 85 Bears. Love was just 19 of 34 for 190 yards with a touchdown and an interception, and the Chiefs were able to win despite an ugly performance themselves, 13-7. Mahomes only threw for 137 yards in the game. That's the lowest single-game total in his career, but the Chiefs blocked a field goal and turned a muffed punt into a field goal as well, and it was all they'd really need in an ugly win. Quote, I feel like we're close, Mahomes said after the game. You can see drives here and there where we're the team everybody knows and loves, but you have to consistently do that throughout every single drive in a game. We're just not executing. Always nice for the Chiefs when you can get a win in games like that. The Saints were starting Trevor Simeon at quarterback after the injury to Jameis Winston last week, and up until the fourth quarter, they were struggling, down 7-3, but In the fourth, everything changed. The Saints exploded for 17 points and took a one-point lead with a minute to play on an eight-yard pass to Kenny Stills. The Falcons got the ball back and started their possession like this. Three left, two right. Saints are going to rush four. Ryan's going to hang it downfield for Patterson, who makes the catch. Cordero stays in bounds. 20, knocked out of bounds at the 15-yard line. Holy smokes. Matt Ryan looped one down the far sideline, and Cordero Patterson comes through again. Sports Radio 92.9, the game, and the Falcons Radio Network on the call. That play set Atlanta up at the Saints' 11-yard line, and Youngway Koo kicked the game winner with no time left on the clock, 27-25 Falcons. The win evens Atlanta's record at 4-4 and and bumps the Saints to 5-3. and Next up, the Ravens overcame two separate 14-point deficits and an interception in overtime to come back and beat the Minnesota Vikings 34-31. This game was 17-3 in the second quarter and 24-10 in the third quarter, but Baltimore scored 21 straight second-half points to take a touchdown lead with 3.29 to go. Kirk Cousins, though, as he has done all year long, drove the Vikings down the field and threw a tying touchdown pass to Adam Thielen with a minute and three to go. Both teams get the ball in overtime. Both teams did nothing with it until Baltimore finally kicks the game-winning field goal with 16 seconds to go before the tie. The win improves the Ravens to 6-2, and two, while the Vikings drop to 3-5. and five. Justin Herbert really needed to bounce back after two straight down weeks, and he did exactly that this week in Philadelphia. The two teams traded touchdowns on four straight drives in the second half before the final series. Herbert gets the ball with 6.07 left in regulation. He and the Chargers drive 64 yards in 15 plays to set up the go-ahead 29-yard field goal, which went through the uprights with two seconds left in the game. That is is good clock management. Chargers 27, Eagles 24. Herbert on the day, 32 of 38 for 356 yards and three total touchdowns. He became the 
fifth quarterback this season to complete more than 80% of his passes against the Eagles, joining Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Derek Carr. The win puts the Chargers at 5-3, while the Eagles are 3-6. In Ohio, the Browns were hungry for a win after dropping three of their last four games, and it showed in this one. They got a 99-yard pick six. Baker Mayfield threw two touchdown passes, and Nick Chubb ran for 137 yards as Cleveland smashed Cincinnati 41-16. Cleveland's offense had no trouble making big plays this week despite kicking Odell Beckham Jr. to the curb. They were all over the place. They had a 60-yard touchdown pass to Donovan Peoples-Jones, a 70-yard touchdown run by Nick Chubb, plus that pick six I mentioned earlier. After the game, Baker Mayfield said, quote, our whole locker room needed that. We played for each other. It's just the type of team we have when adversity hits, nobody flinched. It was a long week. I'd be lying if I said otherwise. The Bengals, meanwhile, have lost two straight games, thanks in part to Joe Burrow's two picks and five sacks on the day. In Carolina, the Panthers welcomed in the Patriots. And you remember when Sam Darnold said this playing New England earlier in his career? Seen ghosts. Yeah, well, not much has changed. Play fake to Hubbard. Bootleg to the near side for Donald, under pressure. Tosses the ball, intercepted by J.C. Jackson. Goodbye to the 40, to the 50, down the middle of the field to the 40, to the 30, to the 20. He is in, zone, bound, pick six, touchdown, Patriots. Donald gets flushed out. It's great pressure. He panics, flips it inside, and Jackson is just sitting there about six yards waiting on it. And there is nobody home. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! 98.5, the Sports Hub, Patriots Radio Network on the call. New England intercepted Darnold on three straight possessions in the second half. And the Patriots cruised past the Carolina Panthers 24-6 on Sunday for their fourth win in the past five games. Bill Belichick improves to 4-0 against Sam Darnold, who has now thrown nine interceptions and one touchdown pass in those games. Nothing could help Carolina. Even the return of Christian McCaffrey from a five-game absence couldn't help them. McCaffrey had 18 touches for 106 total yards, but the Panthers have only scored one touchdown in the past three games. The Cardinals traveled to Levi's Stadium knowing Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, and J.J. Watt were not going to play in this game, but they also knew they were going to play the 49ers, so none of that mattered. Arizona forced three turnovers and used screen passes and James Conner runs to pile up 437 yards of total offense in a dominant 31-17 win. James Conner finished with 173 yards from scrimmage and three total touchdowns. He leads the league with 11 on the season. Arizona is now 8-1, while the 49ers have dropped seven of their last eight home games and are just 3-5 on the year. And that's going to do it for this edition. Oh! My bad, I forgot about the Dolphins-Texans game. The Dolphins beat the Texans 17-9. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Late Night Wrap-Up, brought to you by DraftKings. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please follow the SB Nation NFL show and leave us a five-star rating and a review as well. I promise you, if you take the time to leave a rating, we will read it on the show. Enjoy your week, everybody. Enjoy Monday Football Monday with RJ Ochoa and Pete Sweeney. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow. 